Hello and welcome to another episode of the Leslie Samuel Show. This is episode number 380 and as you can tell, it's a little different. Now, I wanted to do something different in this episode. So I want to explain to you what's happening and then we're just going to dive right in. This episode is actually a coaching call that I did with a good friend of mine, Colin Yearwood. Uh, And now he's also a client of mine in my group coaching program. This is a follow-up coaching session. We did a coaching session three months ago, and this is the follow-up. And three months ago, when we did the initial coaching session, he was working on his online business, but he was also working, uh, driving Lyft to compensate for the additional income that he needed. And I want you to pay attention to, number one, how much progress he was able to make over the last three months. But number two, how everything could change in one conversation. I want you to pay close attention because there's so much in this episode. This is going to be a longer episode. Normally when I do coaching experiences, they are about they are 90 minutes. Since this was a follow-up, it was an hour. But I want you to pay attention to how there was a mindset shift, particularly as we get around the 30-minute mark. And once that mindset shift took place, I want you to see the clarity that came. And then as a result of that, how he was able to then determine what his next steps are. Now, in this coaching call, he's going to throw out a number of terms and names like MLSP and Wingman and so on. These are different companies that he's done, that he does coaching and sales for. Uh, So I just wanted to clarify that because you may not know what that is. Um, But listen to this episode. I hope you get value from this coaching session that I have with Colin and then at the end, I'm going to come, come back in and um, explain to you how you can potentially, if you're at a certain place in your business and you want some coaching and you want some help and you want someone to help you to get the kind of clarity that results in significant progress and change, how you can reach out to me and how we can make that happen. All right, so we're going to dive right into the coaching call with Colin. Um, There are going to be parts in this coaching call where there's just silence. And I didn't edit that out because I want you to, I want you to, I want it to be like you're, you're, you're going through the experience and seeing the coaching as it happens. If you are someone that deals with insecurity, or fear in your online business, this is the episode that you want to pay close attention to. All right, without further ado, let's get into the coaching call with Colin. So what I would like for us to start with is you bringing me up to speed. Uh, When I say bringing me up to speed, I mean on your processing what you've been thinking through, and what your thoughts are. What I, what I want for us to get out of today's session 
is by the end of this call, there is tremendous clarity on what you are trying to accomplish and also clarity on how we're going to accomplish it. So first, just bring me up to speed. Um, wow. So since we, we spoke at the beginning of August, mm -hmm. um, August, September, October. So it's about three months. Three months. Um, a lot of what I identified our call, um, confidence about how I was making my money online. I think that was a, a little thing about feeling not in integrity or being authentic because I was uh, a lot of conversation around making most of my income via Lyft. Mm -hmm. And that is shift 100%. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that definitely, you know, it's not uh, an issue as it was, right? Um, this should bring you up to date. Um, last month, I think I'm not a, last month I made like $9,800 online. Best month ever. Um, yeah, I think the best one ever I've had online. Um, Congrats. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. So that's huge. That's huge. So where where is the issue? I'm making my I'm making money online. So there's no nothing is out of integrity there. That's one. Um, over the last couple of months, I realized by by creating a different way of living, it became clear how I wanted to live. Um, meaning from the time factor, right? Um, I spent less time last month. <laughs> These are like the internet marketing dreams, right? I spent less time last month than I would normally spend. And I made more money than I've made all year. So having that space and that freedom. Um, how I want to show up to, to help people. Um, that become a little bit clearer as to... Okay, wait, let's, let's not move yet. Let's not move yet. Okay. A few things you said I want to um, dig into and get clarity on. You said your income has shifted completely from Lyft to actually making money online. Um, and last month you had your best month ever. Mm -hmm. And what you said is that something along the lines of I'm no longer out of integrity. You use the word integrity specifically. So tell me a little more about that integrity and how making more money puts you back in integrity. It's not making more money. You know, it's, it's you know, my issue when I spoke to you was I was doing well. I, I, was, I was surviving. I was making self-employment work. I was making entrepreneurship work. But it wasn't the way I envisioned it and it wasn't the way I like to teach it. Right, I was making it work. Most of my, when we talked the last time, most of my income was coming from from Lyft, or a huge portion of my income was coming from Lyft. So I felt, you know, um, for me to talk about building an online business, but I am not living that fully. That's where I had a little issue with. I think that's where we, I mean, we, we talked about that about being ashamed of doing Lyft, and it wasn't a matter. And I've really cool with that now. It's actually it's a good story. It's not a matter of being ashamed of doing Lyft. It's being ashamed of taking the easy route. And Lyft was the easy route, right? The hard route was actually diving in, doing the work and and showing up on these calls to help people and, you know, make money. Okay. Sweet. Okay. So integrity, sounds like the integrity issue is a non-issue now. Um, you feel more 
in integrity with what you what you teach, what you want to teach, how you help people and that kind of stuff. It's no longer um, me telling you, yeah, you can make a, an online business and be successful. And then I go out and do Lyft to try to accommodate for, or to, to accommodate for my lack of income on the online stuff. Now I'm fully online and I'm doing it. Yeah. But now the conversation still is if you want to be self-employed, if you want to become, because, you know, and I was dabbling around on Sunday about a couple definitions when it comes to entrepreneurship, right? And and that definition from, you know, it's, and just looking at how I've went about it the year. So looking at the, the dictionary definition of entrepreneurship, and that's how I was, how I see myself over the last two years, a person that's willing to take risks to solve a problem or create a business. And although I was doing left, it was entrepreneur. I was taking a huge among the risk because I was in the process of creating something, creating a business, right? So going to employ the entrepreneur, it doesn't have to be that clean cut. Mm-hmm. It can be been done correctly. It can be ways to supplement your income because lift is a huge risk. Mm-hmm. Um, giving up my job is a huge risk. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, so I think I shift the way how I look at that and, sh- and that conversation has shifted in my head for sure. So, yeah, the thing I wrote in here is, is a per- an entrepreneur is a person who's going to take a risk, more first and foremost, a risk to create something bigger, a risk to create a business to solve a problem, a risk to create a bigger life for them or make a bigger impact. To me, that's where entrepreneurship comes. So, yeah, so I was, I was getting clear on that. Okay, so then moving on from there, you spent less time last month than you would normally spend, and you made more money than you've made all year. What's the significance of that to you? Dude, that's mind-boggling. Actually, I didn't think about that until this call. I, actually, there's a first time I acknowledge that. I easily was doing, in, in, before COVID, I easily was doing 70 hours a week of work, 30 on MLSB. 20 to 30 on MLSB coaching calls, maybe 20 on MLSB coaching calls and 30 to 40, even more on Lyft. I was working seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and now? And now is this scary? My word of the week is consistency. Because I'm a little concerned about all the free time it looks like I have or all the, um, yeah, it's just now I, as of this month, I, I don't have anything scheduled on my calendar on Fridays. I put what I want on my calendar, but no one pre-schedules a Friday for me. So technically I have a four day work week. That's nuts. And as I say that I'm getting goosebumps because that's scary. It's worrisome in a way, but it's a good thing. But it's just really cool how that shift happened, man. And <laughs> okay, so I'm curious about something. You're working less, <laughs> making more. The word of the week is consistency. Tell me about that word consistency and the significance of it in this context. I have a concern about sitting on my accolades. I have a concern about, uh, you know, 
celebrating too long and not doing the work every day this month so I can still have a good month next month. Becoming becoming complacent. Okay, cool. I, I'm, I'm good for two months. I'm good for three months of my income right now. I can take care of myself. Because I'm usually right on a minimum, right? I look at a minimum what I need to do to take care of myself. So it's important for me to continue to look at what's worked and continue to show up that way. Continue to study and, and build on that. Does on chill now. It's scary and worrisome. Tell me about the worrisome first. Um, I know me and I, I get complacent. So it's worrisome about going back to that place where I become complacent and then I put myself at risk. Although I'm not, I haven't done a lift for three months. It's still nervy because lift was that backup, right? And actually I'm very happy that I don't have a car and I personally think I'm not gonna have a car for a while because I honestly believe if I have a car, I would do a side hustle when I feel when I feel insecure about my money, about finances. So it's just that that not worrisome about just being complacent and not having a backup, right? Because as you know, what I've done is a sales call. Sales calls are great; they work out well. But I got to show up consistently, right? And if I am, if I have a, you know, maybe I need to start to stop thinking about it differently. Yeah. In what way? When I show up and do the work, the numbers worked out. Work out. That's how I got to look at it. Versus from the the, man, the mindset about oh, I can do a campaign. I, I don't have a campaign this month, but I can do a campaign next month and it bomb. That's where the worrisome comes in, right? I can do a campaign the next month and it bombs. So that's going to put my January or February money and in, income in jeopardy. I just need to start looking at it. Uh, and part of it, man, is just accepting I'm, I'm decent. Whoa, there's that word. Why is it so hard for me to say I'm good? I'm, I'm good at what I do. I think that's the thing is just worrying about if the, if the results are, are a fluke. That was a thought that came across last night, but then I look at it, I'm like, no, it's not a fluke. It's a fluke if you were 10,000 and 2,000. But if you look at my growth over the last seven months with wingman income, it show it, it matches my effort. It matches my commitment to learning. It matches my how I showed up. So it's not a fluke. So I need to just embrace that. I think that's where the um that feeling is gonna go away. Because I don't really fully embrace it. So what I'm getting from you is a lot of making decisions based on fear. I'm not going to get a car because <laughs> I'm afraid that if I get a car, I will be such and such. Um, I need to be consistent because I'm afraid if I'm not consistent, 
then I will um, maybe have a good month this month, but next month might suck. Mm -hmm. So in some cases, you are limiting yourself in terms of not getting a car because of fear. And then in the other cases, you are doing good things, like trying to be consistent because of fear. So it's like fear is the motivator. So it is, it is, but it's not a, a, at times not a healthy motivator. So how about we, how about we recalibrate that a little bit? One way to get things done is to be motivated by fear. Another way to get things done is to be motivated by, as my son would say, it, opportunities. Opportunities. So let's create some opportunities. Mm -hmm. There are a number of things that you've spoken about so far. Number one, well, not number one, but you spoke about, you kind of mentioned the lifestyle that you want to live. So what's the ideal lifestyle? Let's think about possibility. Let's think about opportunities. What is the idea? What, what is that lifestyle for you? Uh, I wish I had a journal here. So a couple months, maybe two years ago, I wrote in a journal working 20 to 30 hours a week. I work in 20, 20 to 30 hours a week. Mm -hmm. let, me, let, me get, let me give the eyesight, the, the lifestyle from an ideal day. Let me just think, I've, I've heard that concept, right? Mm -hmm. Eight hours of sleep, that's amazing. I know, as you get older, we need more sleep, don't worry. Eight hours of sleep, getting up promptly, not, ling not lingering in the bed for 30 minutes. I've gotten better at that. Do my morning process, having time to work out, having time to plan my day, and flow naturally into the day. So what the day would come consist of. Working with people, either one-on-one -on -one coaching or in a group setting or in a community setting that are eager for change. having time during the day to slow down and read and listen to stuff, listen to content, listen to podcasts. Having like a dis very distinct cutoff time. I'm like, hey, I'm finished working at five o'clock or three o'clock today. Having that extra time for like recreation, getting into a hobby. That that that's how I how, how I see it. Not a constant flow of working all day. That's what that's what I would want. Not a, not a constant flow of a grind all day. I like this. Um. 
it's interesting because something is coming to mind that I I heard Rich Litvin say, and I never really fully got it until you just started speaking. And that is a goal is not something that you're you you strive towards. A goal is a place that you start from. What if what if this ideal lifestyle, what if you could start living it now? <laughs> tell me your, so. tell me your, your 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 thoughts. Think out loud. Um, it takes some faith. It takes a level of belief that um, it will create the results that I truly desire. Um, I actually feel I've started that already. Just by taking that step of um, blocking out Fridays this month. I think I've started that just by being committed to taking Friday night into Saturday off. I, I think I've started that from a personal point of view, right? From the free time, mm -hmm. as Maxine Waters would say, reclaiming my time mm -hmm. point of view. I haven't, in a way, I have started that with uh, Wingman, right? Because now I have a, a preset scheduled block of time that I do there, that I do those calls on. And I've started to think about it differently. If I have to give 20 hours a week and I have four follow-up calls, that's not 24 hours a week, it's 20 hours a week. That 20 hours a week falls into that, those four follow-ups fall into that 20 hours a week. So that's how I started thinking about that. That, that idea of the follow-ups came about now, which I'm gonna implement later in the month because my calendar is booked for two weeks. But I think I've already started that from a personal point of view. Mm -hmm. I started that in a way um, from that external commitment that I have to them. Mm -hmm. But I haven't done that intentionally for a whole. I want to, as a whole, I haven't done that as a whole. What does as a whole mean in this context? Um, I haven't created any, I was waiting for the for our session and our group to create a plan of action for my business, right? The same way I have 20 hours scheduled for them, I wanna have that set up for my business. And I think that's where that whole design in it, you know, starting, that starting point comes from. Okay. So how many hours a week are you working for Wingman? Uh, 20 hours. Okay. And how many hours a week are you actually working for them? Like, is it a, I say 20 hours, but it ends up being 40? Uh, I would say right now about 25. I'm a little bit more mindful about it. And I was actually going to start tracking that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was not tracking that this week. So you were working 70 hours a week. Now you are working how many hours? <laughs> I'm working less than 40 hours a week. <laughs> Less than 40 hours a week. Yeah, last week I worked less than 40 hours a week. Okay. And how many hours do you feel good about working right now consistently? Like, if, in other words, 
if I work X number of weeks right now, we're not talking about the future, I feel, yeah, I'm doing it. And this is from an ideal point of view, like ideally? Starting right now, like today. Maybe I'm like, yeah, my ideal work hours per week or what I'm... Yes, starting right now, today. 40 hours. 40 hours. So the ideal lifestyle, eight hours of sleep, wake up, bam, morning workout, morning process. You do your workout, you plan your day, you flow naturally into the day, you're working with people. You have time during the day to slow down and read, listen to content and podcasts. I have a distinct cutoff time and you have extra time for recreation, getting into a hobby. I I I want to let you know something that might surprise you. You're almost there. <laughs> you you have a morning process. You do work out. I gotta get better at my morning process. I'm tighter. Okay, but yeah. still. Okay. You you work out consistently every single day. Yep. Without fail. Um, you're working with people that are eager for change. Uh, you have time during the day to slow down and read and listen to content and podcasts. You've been consuming Tony Robbins like a beast. Um, you have extra time for recreation. Every Sabbath you go over by Auntie, we have food, we chill, we relax, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, I don't think you've gotten into a hobby. Have you gotten into a hobby? I'm going to put cooking as a hobby right now. Cooking. I mean, you're not... You're not on my level yet with that, but that's for we're gonna. That's what I'm trying. You know, yeah, I'm yeah we're gonna it's a that. hobby right now. Yeah, outside of coaching, outside of coaching, we can go there, um, dude. How, how far off is this? It's not that far off, But if you don't say that, you know what? It was it seemed far off before the call because I didn't really sit down and put a um like identify it, right? Okay, let, let me let me rephrase it. This is where you were before COVID. This is the ideal. This is a few months. It seems to me like you're somewhere over here, dude. Yeah. That's a huge deal. In a few months, you've almost created your ideal lifestyle. Hmm. Hmm. Now, let's reframe that even more. When did the shift start? When did the shift start? Um, <laughs> I remember when the shift started, man. 
The shift started in April. Okay. When I was about to go and get a job at Amazon. Uh-huh. And I realized, nah, you just got to buckle down. Yeah, I think that's when, when MSP did the first workshop event. Uh-huh. And that's when the shift started. Like, okay, let's buckle down and start doing that. Okay, so I get good at that. Within the sp- span of a few months, investing the time, studying, working on your skills, showing up, yada, 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 you spend, you're doing less time than ever, making more money than ever. Um, it's working. Mm-hmm. And it's working actually quite fast. It's not technically fast because it took 12 years to get here. Yeah, and um, the foundation for this, I think, honestly, management, this foundation has been laid for three years, four years now. Because all those things I've been learning over the last three or four years, especially, like, I'm going to come the the decision to go full-time. Bruh, the foundation for this has been in the works for f- way longer than that. True, true. Because without what, I mean, 2008, when you started with, freebie trading and all that good stuff without that you wouldn't have gotten to the next spot you wouldn't have gotten to the next spot you wouldn't have gotten to the place where you started consuming all this mindset stuff and then and then and then and then so it's it's this this has been a a serious process for a long time yeah okay hmm Yeah, you know, and I, I, I don't know. because Is it because I'm inside the game? I don't really see it that way. Like you saying that is true. But because I'm inside the, the, the arena, I'm not seeing it. I, you know, I didn't see it. I know, I know that, but I didn't really like acknowledge it. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's true. Yeah. Wow. So let's recap what we've learned so far. <laughs> let's do that. Let's recap what we've learned so far. Over the last few months, you made a decision to really start focusing on what you're good at. And in focusing on what you've got, you're good at, you stepped away from the things that were your security blanket. And you took a risk, the definition of being an entrepreneur. You did this. Were you trying to say something? So step away, you said, right? Uh-huh. Again, there's coming to be like taking credit. I was forced to step away. A situation changed. But again, that goes back to taking the risk. What were, what right? were you forced to step away from? So look, let's just play devil's advocate. Dude, would I have been here if... If COVID didn't happen and Lyft didn't go away overnight, did you make the did you make the decision to move here because of COVID and Lyft going away? Ah, good stuff. No, no. What did COVID and Lyft going away have to do with anything that we're talking about right now? All right, okay. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. Okay, so. Let me go back to what I was saying before. So what we've established so far is over the last few months, you made a decision to go all in. 
you made a decision to step away from your security blanket of lift. In doing so, you also moved down to Florida. And in that process, you really started focusing in on what you are naturally good at. And in the process, you started making a lot more money while putting in a lot less effort. Realizing, whether you realize it or not, I'll realize it for you. Realizing that you are actually great at what you do. You are great at uh, working with people that are eager for change and helping them see the value of investing in themselves. And when they see the value in investing in themselves, their lives are impacted. And as a result of you facilitating that insight for them, you get paid as a direct reflection of your skill. Because you are great at helping people that are eager for change come to the point of investing in themselves and taking things seriously, kind of like what you did for yourself over the last few months, you get paid well for that. Because you had to realize, well, number one, you had to be eager for change. And then you had to actually take the steps to make some huge changes in your life. And now that you have done that, you are no longer out of integrity when you speak to people who are eager for change, when you tell them that there's a better way because you have experienced that better way for yourself. And now you're making more than ever, doing less than ever by leaning into what you are naturally gifted at. When you put it that way. <laughs> He's like, that sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> Dude. Um, yeah, it's like, yo, that's good. I've never put it together that way. That sounds, I'm a bad, I, that's an empowering, bro. I'm you just setting me up for something. I'm just telling you who you are. That sounds empowering. And it's 100% the truth. Hmm. So with that being the truth, how come I play so small? Because how I show up doesn't equal match the truth. Or until today. We're not there yet. Okay. Because <laughs> right now you're, t- you're talking to me about the past. Yeah, dude. But actually, the last seven months wiped out a lot. Would you share there? 
wiped out seven or eight years of a self-image that I had. Because when you share this, that's what I've been looking up to the people that I admire. That's what they've done. And I always felt I'm not, I'm not there. And I think that's been a gap that's hindered me. But for me, for me to believe that and take that seriously, you just shared in that, that erased seven, seven or eight years of me playing small. So embracing that creates a new future. Because if I wake up every day and I, I go over that, what you just said, I'm going to show up differently because that's the, yeah. And I haven't looked at myself that way. Good stuff. Is it the truth? A hundred percent. And there's so much deeper into that truth that you talk about when you think about, when you say about making decisions and studying and deciding on focusing on what I'm good at. There's like so many different layers to that because that's true. Cause I intentionally, and I think we had that conversation. I'm just going to do what I'm good at. What's work, actually I said what's working right now. And that was code word for me, not acknowledging that I was good at it. Mm. Yeah, that's what actually that's what I said at the beginning of September. I'm gonna just focus on what I'm good at. What what's working right now? Why is it working right now? Because you're good at it. And not just not just you're good at it, but yeah, there's there's a book that I read once that that was entitled Talent is Overrated. And the premise of the book is, oh yeah, okay. So you think you look at Michael Jordan, you think he's naturally talented, and and all of these superstars, you think they're naturally talented, but the reality is the amount of work they put into making that talent stand out from the crowd is way more than the average person would be willing to put in. And what I know about you is that over the last few months, you've probably put in way more effort than you've ever put into getting better at what you do, honing your craft, sharpening your ax. So now when you go to cut down that tree, ah, you just hit a little swing there, a little swing there. It looks natural because the ax is so sharp. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I don't want to undervalue the effort that you're actually putting in because that effort that you're putting in on a daily basis is making a huge difference. Right or right? <laughs> Sound like a network marketer. Um, <laughs> I like that line. Yeah, yeah, dude. Seriously, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You know, and just pausing to acknowledge that, right? I think we talked about this a while back too, about just taking my natural ability for granted. It's just natural. I do this. I just do it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Huh. <laughs> it's being good at basketball versus being great at basketball. Yep. Versus being the best at basketball. Mm. Yeah, there's different levels of commitment that that takes. Okay. So with all that said, let's... Uh, what happened? Go ahead. With all that said, do I have your full attention still? Yeah, I'm still going to note. Yeah, go ahead. With all that said, let's create. Now we get to... Now we now we we have the context. Now you can choose what you get to create. We already know what the ideal is like. So what does that look like? First off, with wingman, do we need to go into that much in terms of what you need to do there? Um, I think there's going to come a time in the next year, in the next 12 months mm-hmm. that I'm going to, I'm going to leave wingman or I may still do wingman on not the, not the evergreen process. Like MLSP is an evergreen, meaning an everyday bit process, but I may still do them for like workshops. Yeah. Because it's something that I enjoy. It helps. It keeps me aligned with what I want to do keeps my skills sharp, a lot of good people and mentorship and yep. Right. So I, I, I see <laughs> Ooh. the next six months, I'm going to leave MLSB. Okay. Yeah. Leave that day to day process with MLSB. Okay. So that's the only that's the only thing with wingman. Um, the other thing with wingman is being more mindful about my time. If my commitment is twenty hours, start tracking that and actually see what I'm doing there. Right, so I can actually um, have the time. I can actually have, I can hold to that ideal that I would like. Right. Yeah. The other thing I just made like one other thing. <laughs> things about MLSB, like I just thinking about what actually eats into the time and I don't really count. I love the admin process of it. Mm-hmm. So like right now I have 20 follow-ups to do and I might take, it can take 30 minutes or it can take 90 minutes. I normally don't count that as part of my 20 hours, but I gotta be more conscious about how I'm spending my time. Yeah. So I got to be more conscious about how I'm spending my time. Although I'm having fun with it, I enjoy doing it. Mm. It still has to be more aware of how I'm spending my time. So that's, that's, I think, for the wingman point of view is moving away from that on a full-time basis, on a like, everyday basis. Yeah. Okay. So, so far we've spoken about the things you want to... Um, uh, end the necessary endings essentially one definitely mlsp that will be no more over the next six months the other wingman you actually enjoy that and it helps you to sharpen your axe even more mm-hmm. so you do want to scale back at least at the bare minimum scale back 
and just do the workshops because of yeah. you know, the value that you get from that. It's kind of like me with social media examiner. When I started, I was doing a whole bunch with them. And now I'm just doing the, the, the training sessions as the head of training, similar concept. All right. We know what we want to get rid of. Now, what do we want to create over the next seven months? So the you know, and actually, I, I get caught up in my mind with the, the internet marketing fantasy thing. Mm-hmm. I, I ideally, man, I'd like to have a course or a series of courses where people are buying consistently every month. I can say, hey, you know what? I'm going to get five grand a month from this, re- from this resource, mm-hmm. right? I would like to start setting up a structure that create, um, we can say the word Colin, passive income, but not, you know, not in, the, yeah, I, I would like to have something that created that, can, that generates income without my, constant being there a hundred percent right coaching right that's the first thing and then behind that coaching maybe in a group setting and then of course uh one-on-one on a higher level i really yeah i, li- I really just I, li- I like working with people as a group or in a community kind of setup mm-hmm. Or in a teaching capacity. Okay. So that's, that's, that's how I see it. And the group setting, how much are people paying you? The number that came to mind last night and came to mind today is $500. One-on-one, how much are people paying you? Um, a thousand bucks. I got a, a it wasn't a thousand dollars before you went through that recap. I'm gonna let you know that. I'm not kidding you. It wasn't yesterday afternoon. I was looking at a friend of mine I met in doing MLSB. And um, we were in a group, engaging in a group, and she talked about now she in 2018 she was charging three hundred dollars for clients, and now she's charging a thousand dollars and have a waiting list. Mm-hmm. And I still have I still had as of last night apprehension about charging a thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. But after re-listening, would you share me re-listening to that and writing that and owning up to that? Yeah, a thousand bucks for one-on-one coaching is not excessive. Okay, so there are two ways we can go about this because right now what I sense is clarity. And the clarity is on what you want to create. Number one, uh, uh, number one at one level, you have a course that people are buying. And when they buy it, they get access to it and they're buying it consistently. That's on the low end. In between, you have group coaching. And then at the high end, you have one-on-one coaching at $1,000 a month. Uh, what's the price of the course? Um, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a price and set in mind for, don't, for oh, the coach. Okay. Don't overthink it. What's the price for the course? Well, the first time I talked about was one, about a one ninety-seven two hundred dollars. Okay, all right. See what we have here right now. We have clarity. We have a course that is one hundred and ninety-seven dollars on the low end, 
we have a group coaching program that is $500 a month. And we have one-on-one coaching that's $1,000 a month. And this is your entire business structure related to the actual thing that you are creating. So there are three ways we can go, two ways that we can go about this. There are more ways, but for the sake of simplicity, we can start with the course, go to the group coaching, and then go up to the one-on-one coaching. Or we could start with the one-on-one coaching, then come down to the group coaching, and then to the course. Of those two, what sounds more appealing to you? To me, the course, and I'll tell you a variation idea I have on the course, that sounds more appealing. But to be honest, um, is it because there's some apprehension still about charging $1,000? Right? Which I think it's, dude, it's the right person show up for me and pay me $1,000. They will get their money worth Absolutely. I know that, but I still, there's a little thing there, which I'm, I'm going to work through. The other thing too, about like going about it from course up, and this goes back to something we talked about the last time. I, for a long time, I feel I, I have a lot of, I'm, I don't have like a property that I can point people to. Mm-hmm. And I just have a longing for have like, you know, what do you do, Colin? Hey, you know what? This is the this is a great introduction to what I do. Mm-hmm. I know I don't have that you know I don't have that thing, mm-hmm. you know. So there's there's something there about that having that thing that course that resource that. Yeah. Why? I thought that the word I can't remind when you said why it's the significance. <laughs> but also, do you really need credibility? But do you really need, you know, yeah, those, those are the words that came. Proven, I'm worthy of a thousand bucks. Who said that? So earlier on, you said it wasn't a thousand bucks before I told you who you were. That's what that's what you said. Mm-hmm. And when you heard who you were, now the thousand. Well, you actually said it quickly. Like, I asked you how much? A thousand bucks. It went from, what was it before? 500? 500. To a thousand. And there's some apprehension in that. There's some fear in that. That's all mm-hmm. good. That, that, that's all good. When I doubled my rates, um, there was fear in that as well. But the value isn't coming from outside. The value comes from inside, right? I mean, this is it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm going to venture to go somewhere. 
Yeah, yeah. Actually, no. You were going to say something just now. I saw it in your eyes. <laughs> I'll close my eyes going forward. <laughs> um, <laughs> the way you were going to go. Yeah, you know what? A thousand dollars. I got to show up in my mind differently. Um, I got to, yeah, I, I feel the circle that I've, I've, I've been in, like the people I've attracted to me uh -huh. is because I was playing where I am. And I think, yeah, you know, I, I can charge a thousand dollars, but I got to show up where, where, um, I got to show up differently. Mm -hmm. Right. That's, that's the key there. The other thing I was thinking about like, when you said the value was on the outside is like, yeah, like the courses that I put together, all that is like in a thousand dollar process. Right. All of the, all the different things in those courses are in a thousand dollar process. All the stuff that I've been learning is in a thousand dollar process. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. What do you mean by it's in a thousand dollar process? I'm not sure. Yeah. You know what? Um, I got to stop thinking about my current clients uh -huh. or the clients I've had. Mm -hmm. And maybe this may be a reflection. I mean, they had success, mm -hmm. but many of them haven't recouped their coaching investment, haven't made more money than their coaching investment. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm not responsible for that. I've, I showed up fully and I've went way beyond when it comes to helping. Yeah. But a lot of times I feel, ah, oh, man, you haven't gotten them the results that you know they want. But it comes down to the kind of person I'm attracting mm. or maybe how I'm showing up or a combination of both. So that's like the hesitancy there, you know? Yeah. That's, that, that's, it's a valid thing to think about. Um, uh, the thousand dollars a month, I see that as a filter for the client. Correct. Getting the right kind of client that is willing to invest in themselves, not just in terms of the thousand dollars a month, but in terms of the make it happen. Like I'm willing, I'm listen, I'm going to invest money at this level because I'm doing the work at this level. Yeah. So where that's concerned is I don't see it as being about you at, at that point. It's about, it's a filter. It could be a thousand. It could be two thousand. It could be five thousand. And you know what? At five thousand dollars, you're getting a different kind of client. That doesn't mean that one person is better than the other. It just it's a they're at a different point and they're concerned with different things. They're having different levels of results. So here's what I feel, and you could tell me your thoughts on this. I feel like the decision to go with the course is like the previous decisions that we spoke about, out of fear.
Nah, not no. Okay, not fully. Okay, not fully. It comes back to for me is just I just I don't know why in my mind I feel I need to ascend people. I need to, you know, and that, that needs to change. And not even the course. Let me, let me just say what I was thinking when I think about course. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking more of like a six-week, four-week kind of live experience. Okay. That's what I like, like a workshop. We'll be four weeks. We show up for an hour and our, 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 our training. Okay. And we have a community around it, and you go out and you do what you do. You know, you follow the instruction. That's how I look at it initially. So it's not necessarily a a passive income structure like you, you mentioned initially. That's a start out. Actually, I would like to do the workshop thing to interact with people. Mm-hmm. And I told you before, I want to, gen- I, I know I have, I can get great testimonials and I'm going to actually go to Pat's group and he has a, a challenge there and getting great testimonials. Yep. I want to create amazing testimonials. Got it. And I think that's where that comes from. Now, this one. now, here's what I'm thinking about courses, right? And this goes back a little bit to what we talked about in the first time. Um, I like teaching and I can, I, can, I can consume information and I can talk about it and put, make it relatable, right? And of course, you know, I like PLR. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so I actually, so like there's some core things I would like to teach, like selling. I bought an amazing PLR the other day on how to sell. Read it. it. It's everything that I've learned and aligned with it. I would like to record something like that and have it in a library. Got it. Right? Um, I bought another one on email marketing. And again, it aligns with a lot of what I've, what I've done. Mm-hmm. Create that. and put Because I know there are certain tools that goes along with going from employed entrepreneur. And that's how I'm thinking about this, right? building a listening community, um, selling, those are come things that hold people back, mm-hmm. right? If you want to go long-term, you got to be better at it. So having those resources there, but also having a live six-week workshop for $500. And we, we go through it together. Like I've done the, like the first E2E workshop I did. I really enjoyed that. And even listening to that, I sound whack. This is me. This is me. Yeah. I was, I was young and innocent. <laughs> In your younger days. Yeah. In my younger days. Yeah, but that's how I see this happening, right? Mm-hmm. And then coaching is there for those people who, 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 who qualify versus me being desperate to qualify people. Got it. And then changing my price to, to meet people instead of, hey, this is what I charge and they meet me. And that's what I've been doing with coach. And I've always modified my price to meet people. So it sounds like, because we're getting kind of to the end of the time, it sounds like what you want to focus on is creating and launching this, this course, this live workshop experience. I said workshop, but you didn't say workshop. So I, meant- I didn't say workshop. Oh, you did. Okay. So a live workshop experience, four to six weeks. Um, when do you want to launch it? 
So I'm looking at, I want to be very, um, yeah, when am I going to launch this? December 10th, December 14th seems to be a good day. Oh. Because I want, I would like to launch, I want to launch it for next year, but I want to push myself, right? So I'm looking at the calendar, this month is, I can start, I'm going to start working on it right now, but I'm going to be gone for 10 days. Then I come back. Just, just really quick though, on the December 14th, launch date i don't see anyone really going through a four-week program over the holidays okay um those two weeks can be bonus weeks right where we kind of start doing some of the things that i've talked to you about like getting where where you know and i in, in a course that i have i have this whole process where you go and get all the assets that you've bought mm-hmm. understand where you are Mm-hmm. And then the second week where we can start the planning, like I, I look at it, skip the Christmas week, December 28th, that week of December 28th, start planning for the new year that week. But that's, those are the holidays though. Like that's when I'm with my family and all that stuff. Why not, why not launch it at, in the beginning of the year? But I want to start selling this in December though. For what reason? I don't know. Oh, scarcity. Cause Everybody else is gonna be selling the program, and I don't want them to buy their program before they buy mine. That's the truth. That's what went through my head. Gotcha. I gotta stop telling you. That's why not the new year, but earlier. Yeah. Got it. It could launch January. We can do it together in January, but I want to start selling it earlier. We can. I can start having conversations about it earlier. Yeah. So create it for December fourteenth. Have it done and ready December 14th and start teasing the kind of content that people need in order to make that decision to, to, to get started in January. If, cool. they, if, they, if they buy it before, you could give them a special discount or whatever the case might be, but it starts. Yeah, you can, yeah, no, you can start selling it December 14th cool. with the That's idea it. that in January, we're doing this. Yeah, we're doing it. Here's the cool thing about this. Mm-hmm. I have some runway. Meaning, and, and I know we over time, but just make sure there's one thing with you. Yep. In the past, everything I did, I had to generate cash right away. Yep. And I think that is that kind of put a different pressure on me. I don't have a long runway, <laughs> but I have... I can spend the next two months creating this and I don't have to worry about living or I have the time. Cool. I like this because it gives us clarity on what to work on. And then you just make it happen. So now your job is to first start by outlining the program and putting the slides together and all that good stuff. And then you start recording. How does that feel? Feeling good. So we got so there's a couple things I got to think about. It feels great, but I'm for me the recording was going to be live, but maybe oh, it's some gotcha. component. 
I mean, to me, the recordings were going to be live, right? But yeah. thinking the way you're thinking, because um, it's going to be like a live experience, right? A weekly training uh-huh. with a list of activities that builds on every week. Yeah. The reason I said the recording was because, you know, going along the lines of some of the things you said of having like the library that when they come in, they can get access to it. Um, I, I mean, you got time. I, I would rather see you just do the recordings, have them well done. And then the trainings drop once a week. And then you could fully engage with people as the training drops. It's kind of a lines of how Mike Stelzner just did his Becoming Well-Known course. All the stuff is pre-recorded, but it's a live experience. And in the process, he, have, he has live sessions um, where you can come on and ask questions and get guidance and that kind of stuff. Okay, I like that. I like that. They have the course. They have the heads up. Okay, this is what you got to go through this week. And this is the live call. And I may even recover some of the stuff on the, in the recording mm-hmm. and answer questions and give the live feedback and give the coaching. So you have the recorded where you can do it on your time, but you also have the venue where you can get your specific questions answered and the nuances for you. I like it. Bam. Yeah, uh, dude, this is good. So the decision is uh, oh. create and launch course. What is the course going to be on? The whole employee entrepreneur process. From employee to entrepreneur. And then, by the way, it's not about quitting your job. Ooh. Maybe that's a tagline. And you don't have to quit your job today. <laughs> yeah, the, the concept is not about quitting your job. It's about starting that process of making it possible for you. I love it. Alrighty. Are we good? Um, we're really, really, really... You're good, man. <laughs> yes, you are. Of course, yeah, yeah. I made you better because I came prepared. <laughs> yeah, this was uh, this was good. Um, I can't wait to dive into the recording. Awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait to pay the rest of the uh, investment. Honestly, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> is, that, is that crazy? No, I mean, dude. It, and this goes back to what we were talking about before. It's the value of investing in yourself. Um, you're not paying. You're not paying for me. Honestly, you're not paying for me. The 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 money is you are actually saying, "Hey, I'm invested in this process." <laughs> and because I'm investing that money, I'm committed to it. Because I'm investing that money. Because you're investing that money, you went through and looked at our notes and started outlining and adding notes and thinking about things beforehand. You're forced to show up in a not forced, but you are committing to show up in a certain way, and that's exactly what you did. So it it really and truly isn't about me being good. 
it's about you realizing that you're good enough that you're worth the investment. And that's what you've done. So congrats. Thank you, sir. Man, I hope you got value from that one. That was my coaching call with Colin Yearwood. And this is what I do. This is what I love doing. This is where I believe that I'm able to have the most impact. So if you are at a stage in your business where, you know, you're doing well um, and you want to do better and you know that if you had some clarity and some some guidance, you could take things to the next level, I want you to reach out to me and let's see if we could schedule you a free coaching call, a free 90-minute coaching, not coaching call, a coaching experience. Because what I want to do is I want to help to pull out of you what's inside of you so that you can see more clearly where you are to go and then start making things happen. And if it makes sense for you to continue on in a coaching relationship with me, whether it's one-on-one coaching or as a part of my new group coaching experience, we can talk about that as well. So if you're interested, reach out to me. Uh, You can reach out to me at leslie at becomeablogger.com. That's pretty much it for this episode. I would love your feedback because this was a longer episode. (laughs) It's not a 30-minute episode. Um, But I wanted to share this experience with you, hoping that it can bring some insight for you. And then if it makes sense for us to take things to the next level. All right, that's it. I'll see you next week. Take care. And God bless.